This week's podcast brought to you in part by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download by visiting www.audibletrial.com slash WDS to choose from over 85,000 titles for your iPod or MP3 player. Please. Hi, I'm Dan. And I'm Doug from Hoobastank. Hey, this is Jennifer Love Hewitt. Hey, what's up? This is Kelly Clarkson. This is Zandy Aris from The Dr. Phil Show. If you're not listening to What Duvet Said, then you're functionally retarded. Hello, I'm Tommy Lee. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi. And I'm Richie Sambor. Hi, this is Brandy, the winner of The Apprentice. Hello, I'm Phil Collins. Hey, this is Lindsay Lohan. This is Alec Baldwin. Hi, this is Alicia Witt, and you're listening to What Duvet Said. Did you hear... Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear? What do they say? Now you get to hear what Duvet has to say. Hello again, everybody. You are listening to the official podcast of the What Duvet Said Cultural Entertainment Digest, found at WhatDuvetSaid.com. I am your host, Jason Duplissy, coming at you from Duvet Studio South in the Hollywood Hills of Los Angeles, California. And joining me, as always, is the man who is a little bit of lime juice, sugar, and a liqueur made of sugar cane, your host. <laughs> this is Robert Bob Duvet, coming to you from San Francisco, California. Jason, I am doing this entire podcast upright on a Segway, circling around my one-bedroom apartment. Wow, that's so Ask very San Franciscan of you. Ask me why. Why? Because it's the beginning of tourist season. I can't really say it's the beginning of tourist season. It's really always tourist season here in San Francisco, but the Segway tours are out in full, of, full force. So there's literally like teams of 15 to 20 Segways roaming around the streets of North Beach at, at all times. And really just a, a lawsuit and an accident away from um, you know, completely being shut down, these operations. It's constantly tourist season here in the Hollywood is Hills all the time. And the only way that I can tell that it's more tourist season than regular tourist season is that the, the buses that drive up and down Beachwood and stop and make people take pictures of the Hollywood sign right on my block are a little more full than unusual mm. and that the people who stop on the side of the road who are taking a picture of the hollywood sign that i offer advice to tend to be less uh less adept at the english language when there's more tourists around there was somebody driving around with an oregon license plate the other day now who more than an oregonian is good at speaking the english right and yeah um, you would think she was standing in the middle of the street taking a picture and, uh, you know, cars were blocking up. And I, I, I called over and I said, hey, there's, a, there's, a, there's an easier spot right at the block. You don't have to block traffic. And she went, the easier, better spot? I was like, oh, you're not from Oregon. <laughs> That's a rental car, man. Don't be fooled by the license plate. Well, who drove? Why would, why would this person from France rent a car in Oregon and then drive to, you know, my block? How did that happen? I don't know, man. Well, maybe we'll ask uh, we'll ask one of our guests. Okay, let's do that. The other surefire way to find tourists, and I don't know if this is true in San Francisco or not, but definitely when I'm down walking along Hollywood Boulevard, is you can always spot a tourist because they're carrying a plastic bag. Uh -huh. That's a no. That that's a dead giveaway here because the weather is so uh, random. They're usually wearing some form of fleece with a uh, a San Francisco Fisherman's Wharf logo on it. But I'm guessing that you don't get people on segways going down Hollywood Boulevard. 
No, no. There is a mounted horse patrol uh, going up and down Hollywood Boulevard. There are policemen on horses on Hollywood Boulevard. Wow. Yeah. That's, in, that's impressive. You know, th- that almost incites riots, I think. Just the mere presence of policemen on horses. <laughs> People just go, ah, and they hurl their, their, <laughs> their Segway cap. Do the pe- They have to wear helmets, right, riding the Segway? Well, yeah, they wear helmets and they wear these, like, you know, bright yellow jackets. But, I mean, these are just, you know, the random hoi polloi from all over the country hopping on these things. And, you know, the, the tours take them all over. And, and I love them because you hear all kinds of random facts that, like I said, are rarely true about the neighborhood that they're they're driving around. But more importantly, I mean, it's dangerous. All it takes is for one car to kind of run through a stop sign and you could really wipe out like you know a whole a whole family of people on a segway i'm surprised that hasn't happened yet that would be not a shocker to me and the, me, me neither and there's also these little go-karts that zoom around the city they're literally two-person go-karts and they sit so low that any sort of mom you know driving around in her suv wielding her cell phone would never, never see these things coming. And that, that's another one I'm shocked that has not, you know, made the headlines for, you know, t- tourists killed in horrible goat cart Yukon battle. <laughs> well, I'm sure it won't be long before we hear that. Uh, well, hi, Rob. Can only uh, hope. Welcome to the show this week. We're getting an extremely late start during this week. We are. I had all kinds of internet problems. All right, so this is going to be a uh, a sloppy show. We're just going to say it right out at the beginning. We're going to be sloppy today. Ooh, I'm actually dressed up, but you can be sloppy. I'm going to maintain my usual manner of professionalism. Well, good for you, Rob. I'm going to be sloppy. <laughs> Do we have any guests on this week's show? Do we? <laughs> Do of course. We? <laughs> yeah, actually, Reba, this I, I shouldn't even be telling you. Well, then don't but tell me. Reba I'm going to plug was... my ears. Nah, I'm not listening to you, Rob. I'm not listening to you, Rob. <laughs> okay, stop that. Okay. Um, Reba was down on the wharf. Um, she likes to go down there, stretch her legs, and you know, like feel the ocean breeze in her face. And she came across these two people, and they're decked out in the fleece, and they've got you know, you know, Alcatraz hats pulled down tight over them. They're wearing sunglasses and they're eating uh, clam chowder out of a sourdough bread bowl. Oh. And she's like, wait a minute. These people look awful familiar. And right now, she brought them back here to the studio in Duvet North and right up against our green wall, we think we may have Prince Andrew and Princess Kate. Oh, wow. Really? What makes you think that? Well, they they have a striking resemblance. Uh-huh. They have a regal air. <laughs> wow, and, that's a dead giveaway. And I don't think it's been confirmed where they have uh, chosen as their um, honeymoon destination. And we know San Francisco to be one of the top tourist locations anywhere in the country. So this is all starting to add up to a brick storm of either a, a classic WDS misidentity or uh, we actually have an exclusive. Well, ask them what they think about this new bombshell about the topless Pippa pictures. Ooh, Pippa's so hot. Well, do you know this new bombshell? There's topless Pippa pictures circulating the internet as no, of today. No, I, if we weren't in such a rush to get this show taken care of, I would be searching the internet as we speak, but I am not. <laughs> All right, well, good for you. I'm focused. Good, good on you. So but that... let me ask you this. Go ahead, see, you're being sloppy. You told me it was me, but now it's you. 
<laughs> no, I want to ask you this. I was thinking about this because, you know, I want to be able to address them properly. Do you know what the last, the new married last name is of Andrew and Kate? I, I kept thinking it was Middleton, but that's her last name. Does anybody have an idea of what the the royal family's last name is? Uh, well, they're 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 Tudors or, or Windsors or something like that, aren't they? Aren't they the House of Windsor? So is it Andrew Windsor, Kate Windsor? Well, no, I think uh, I think just by virtue of the fact that they're royalty, you don't actually have to say their last name, but. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. Maybe one of our that funny? listeners can write in or call us. Yeah. Uh, they can email us at what do they said at gmail.com because your emails mean so much. Or you can find us on Facebook by doing a little search in your Facebook engine. And that's actually bared fruit, Rob. Bared fruit, born fruit. Oh, yeah. Uh, that number is building. Yeah. And, uh, or you can give us a phone call. At, uh, Rob will make his sexy voice now. Four one five nine three seven zero four four five, and that number is live. And it's four one five nine three seven zero four four five. I'm going to try a sexy voice. You ready? Operators are standing <laughs> by. There. How about that? <laughs> that was nice. That was real nice. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have them potentially. We have a big guest. We do have a bona fide big guess. We have the return of our favorite relationship expert, credited matchmaker, noted aphrodisiologist, Joy Nordstrom. Oh, good. I, I have some. I have some very specific questions I want to ask Joy. Actually, awesome. Well, you will get to. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I have some questions about aphrodisiacs that I can't wait to ask her because. I was under the impression that the best combination uh, aphrodisiac was um, an eight ball of cocaine, a 40 of OE, and underwear made entirely out of oysters. And I just want to see if that is, in fact, still true. I thought aphrodisiac was a mid-70s uh, slow rock band. Didn't they sing That's How Much I Feel? <laughs> That's how much I feel. Uh that yeah, that one. Rob, before we go to the news, I hate to interrupt you singing, uh, but before we go to the news, I, I wanted to, we got a lot of responses about the worst accent in movie history uh, discussion oh. that we had a couple weeks ago, brought up yeah, by yeah, listener, yeah. long-time listener Trish. Uh, and th there was a lot of great entries, and we could we, we could probably have our own little special edition uh, going off on all of this. But I think that uh, having read them, and I, I know you and I talked about this off air, but we do have a winner here. <laughs> we weren't having a contest, Ooh. but uh, the <laughs> this one is true. Uh, the this is from listener listener. Oh, I just lost it. Listener Dave. Listener Dave. David. Mm -hmm. Listener Dave, uh, who writes that the worst accent in movie history is Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins. Uh, and I think that's probably, <laughs> probably true. That is a good one. Thank you, listener Dave. Yeah. So what, what does he get? A swag bag? <laughs> uh, he just gets our undying gratitude and, um, you know, free tickets to go see Dick Van Dyke and his barbershop quartet at the Geffen Playhouse if they ever get that going. Okay, perfect. Wow. What a lucky winner. See, um, Jace, <laughs> We have in other news. Before we do the news, we have in other news. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's my new favorite segment. <laughs> do we have music for that? <laughs> yeah, sure we do. So, and now, in other news. There you go. Oh, How's yes. that? Nice. Oh, I love it. Um, 
as you know, in addition to doing this podcast, we are also running a bustling media juggernaut, the WDS Network. Yes. We we move we move through the uh, through the the waters of media like a kraken. Oh, like a kraken. Okay, like the no, like a classic kraken or like a CGI kraken, a Harry Harryhausen. No, I, I prefer the classic personally. I'm I'm, okay. I'm, a, I'm a traditionalist. All right, I understand. Why do you mention this clash of the titans? Well, first of all, it's a plug for my latest and greatest What Do They Said About Music show, where I actually un or release the Kraken into the music podcasting world. So look for that, check for that, because it's an aquatic nautical themed podcast. Ooh, do you play um, Captain Nemo by Michael Shanker? Oh, sh- man, where were you when I was putting this thing together? I, I was could right have here, used man. that. Just a phone call away, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I never think to reach out to you because you quarantined me from talking to you during the week. I have. I want this all to be fresh, you know, so our sloppiness (laughs) is fresh. Well, speaking of fresh, that's a perfect uh, segue into our latest show to appear on the WDS network. It's already building lots of controversy. Oh? Yeah. You ready? Oh, yes. (laughs) It's called Bum Run. Bum run? Is this anything to do with like bum fighting or bum? What was the other well, bum thing? It, it, maybe it was inspired by bum fighting, but bum run is actually a game show where we pair uh, two bums up against each other. In this particular, to signify our different, you know, duvet, north, south, we have a bum from Los Angeles going up against a bum from San Francisco. Oh, excellent. And what they're going to be doing, the, the, the contest in this week's episode, and, and they're all winners. I just want to say that um, right off the bat. Um, but basically, uh, the, the bums are going to be competing in a shopping cart push where they have to gather as much recyclable material as they can. So it's green. It's, it's a, a green-themed show. And push their shopping carts through a series of um, busy trafficked streets to get to an ultimate destination where they will be charged with stripping a foreclosed house bare of all of its copper. Okay. And then pushing all of that, along with the recyclables they've collected, into a crowded tourist destination where they will then be charged with trying to raise $20 from tourists, and they are only allowed to pick from two songs to sing to do this. In order to win the $20, they can only sing My Girl or Ain't Too Proud to Beg. Oh, my goodness. This is a complicated, yes. complicated game show. What, uh, what makes a bum, by the way? Do they have to be homeless, or could it just be any old bum? Well, I, I think uh, you know, the bum is in the eye of the beholder, clearly. Oh, okay. I've been mistaken for a bum before, but no, I mean, we have people vetting these these bums to make sure that they are indeed bums and not just people that look like bums or act like a bum or, you know, occasionally don't pay their phone bill. Okay. Um, we also bagged a real big, big name host for this one. Who's that? We have golden throated Ted Williams, who's oh. going to be hosting the bum run. Yeah. Good. Well, I, I can't wait to tune that in. I, I, I can't imagine how we even have room for more programs on the WDS network. It just seems like every week we're announcing a brand new show. I, 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 I can barely leave my television set with all this going on. Well, you know, the beauty is is because the, these shows rarely air. Um, we can have as many of them as we want. Oh, okay, great. Good. Well, that's exciting. I will look for Bum Run, you say it's called? 
Yeah, yeah, bum run, catchy. What what I, I, what if you called it bum rush? Oh, hey, now, maybe if you sat in on some more of these meetings we have when we're discussing programming, that bum rush could have been the title. Yeah, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm not involved in the music cast. I can't be involved in the uh, the programming. What the hell am I doing all day long? You are the you were the heart and soul of this operation, Jason. Do, 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 do. Hey, you know what singing makes me think of? News! <laughs> Wow, I'm dancing around on my Segway right now to the song. Well, don't get hit by a soccer mom in a minivan. A Yukon. A Yukon. Those things are huge. Days. Have you ever seen a Yukon? They're like a freaking behemoth driving down the street. There's all sorts of vehicles driving around Los Angeles. Are you kidding? This whole city is filled with vehicles. Ugh. The Yukon might be the most unnecessary vehicle Unless you were like, you know, part of a search and rescue team up in, you know, the, the mountains or something. I don't understand why anyone needs a Yukon. Well, um, maybe they have a lot of children and, and strollers and... Um, strollers. They like getting two miles to the gallon? Yeah, maybe that's it. This is not news, Rob. <laughs> Tell me your news. Okay. Let me get off the segue, though. I'm getting dizzy. All right. Okay. This, this one just annoyed me, so I'll lead with this one. Okay. From our fine friends at Gawker. Yeah, where I, where I, if you can't tell, this is pretty much where I get all my news from. Apparently so. <laughs> all right. So did you know that there's an adult prom fad that's sweeping America's most boring towns? That's the title. Uh, <laughs> no. You mean adults dressing and going to prom? Yeah, man. How depressing is this? It's basically, a, I think they're talking about this has been going on in Fort Wayne or Cedar Rapids. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's basically adults getting dressed up and having hosting a prom and then going off and, and playing high school again. Because as we all know, that's the, as good as it ever got. Did, did you have any fun at your prom? You didn't go to your prom. I remember you and I hung yeah. out at uh, Glen Oaks Elementary School eating uh, uh, salt and vinegar potato chips and trying to find a water fountain that worked. I did not. I had terrible prom luck. I didn't go to my prom. Um, that would have been probably my senior prom, right? I know one, one year I went to see Peter Gabriel in concert, and one year my date got – or I got the chicken pox. Uh, you know, and, the uh, senior yeah. year was the world's greatest – prom for you though i i'm it's all coming back to me now how you ended up not going to the prom because you were going to ask oh no <laughs> oh i hate your memory man i just hate it you were going to ask one you you had a, a you were sweet on a girl who was on our drama class so you were going to ask yes. her to the prom so d b but being the person that you are you chose instead to ask a friend of yours who was a mutual friend of this other girl uh, if, 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 if this other girl would go to the prom. Let's just call her Jane, right? Yes. You wanted Jane, Jane to go to the prom with you, and uh, Carol was your friend who you came up to ask. So you, you, you said to Carol, Carol, do you think Jane will go to the prom with me? Or You didn't even word it that directly because apparently Carol thought you were asking her to the prom. <laughs> I, I was terrible, terrible wording. I, I said... Carol, are you going to the prom? <laughs> and uh, she said, she looked at me and she said, 
no, why do you want to go with me? Uh, and then I got asked by her and then I froze because what I was really trying to ask her was, so are you going to the prom? And then maybe that would lead to like, do you know if Marie's Jane? <laughs> Jane, not Marie. <laughs> if Jane, Jane's going to go to the prom and in, in the amount of time that this happened, word spread. And then I got swooped in on by that evil, evil, We'll call him Ned. <laughs> yeah, evil Ned. <laughs> and that was the beauty of it, because it all happened within a lunch break. I remember you asked, th this all went down with uh, with Carol during fourth period, and then you came and told us during lunch, you won't believe what just happened. I just was trying to ask Carol, and now I'm going to the problem with Carol, and we're all like, dude, you got to tell Carol, you got to break up with Carol. But word like went through the grapevine, and Ned heard about it, so Ned went and asked Jane to the prom while you were breaking up with Carol telling her that you didn't really want to go with her so then you're like oh I did it now I can go ask her and you walk up to ask Jane and she's like oh well, Ned just asked me oh and then the bell rings and in we go to fifth period it was brilliant <laughs> oh it was terrible and uh and 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 Jane ended up working for like like some big like MTV or something like some big music company out on the east coast it it, it was Oh, God. Thanks, Jace. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, well, you, you and I got to spend prom night together, as, as they say, eating. That was lovely. Sour... You, <laughs> yes. You were a fabulous date. I, mean, I, I, th I thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, so I guess my – I don't mean to laugh in your face again <laughs> about this. <laughs> But why would anybody want to recreate a prom? I didn't have any fun at any of my proms. Uh, I, you know, we didn't have the homecoming dance in our high school, Rob and I. We had mm -hmm. uh, the the grid dance, which I don't know. Yeah, the grid dance was for homecoming, but then there was the winter formal. That was during the 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 yeah. winter session where you would go out. And I, I went to multiple winter formals and a few proms. And I, I, that's not entirely true. I did have fun at one prom, but it wasn't – it was completely um, – it was completely not by my doing. The first prom I went to with Ned's sister actually uh, was a good prom. Oh, what a what a tangled web. <laughs> anyway, 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 I just uh, I just don't know why I would want to recreate that again. The actual experience of being at the prom because I can dress up anytime. I'm an adult now. I don't need to dress up like an adult. I am an adult. Yeah, I, it just sounds. It just sounds. I, there's so much. People are so in love with things that have already happened in their lives, and it's just like make new things happen, build new memories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, so what do, what do you peg this one as? Uh, this one is uh, sadly it's not a. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Oh, I'm that's good stuff. So much more faith in human humankind, and yet they keep letting me down. Yeah, well, that's that's my problem too. Although I'm truly a cynic, I, I, which is. In the truest sense of the word. Uh, no, not a cynic, a skeptic. I think you're a cynic. Oh. I think I'm a skeptic. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, good. We don't need to go into the definitions of those. People can look that up on Wikipedia, or if they have their own ideas of what they could be, they could email us at whatdotheysaid.com. You can me so much. Find us on Facebook. Call us at 415-937-0445. Any more news? Of course. Let's do a couple more news stories, and then uh, we'll get to our exciting guests. Yes. We'll get to the bottom of this whole... Uh, Andrew and Kate thing. Yeah. We'll get some. We're gonna get a last name out of these two. <laughs> Come hell or high water. <laughs> All right. So this one was just kind of funny. It said, "Did Florida actually ban sex?" Oh no. Where, where are we gonna get more Floridians? 
Well, the, the funny thing is, I guess they're rewriting uh, whatever their constitution is. And the way they phrased it was uh, sexual contact means any contact, however slight, between the mouth, sex organ, or anus of, of a person and the sex organ or anus of an animal. Or any penetration, however slight, of any part of the body of the person into the sex organ or anus of an animal. Or any penetration of the sex organ or anus of the person into the mouth of the animal for the purpose of sexual gratification or sexual arousal of the person. I think that's a run-on sentence. It is. There's no punctuation here. These people uh, that are writing these laws need to take a grammar lesson. But... The funny thing is, is human beings are animals. Yeah, human beings are animals. And what if I want to put my sex organ in someone's ear? Don't do it in Florida, my friend. Well, no, they're just specific about the sex organ or anus. What, what defines a sex organ? I don't know. They're very, now that you mention it, they're very, very obsessed with the anus in Florida law. Yeah, I can just see the, this uh, this session of Congress where they're all sitting around. One, all the guys are sitting and talking. Well, we should make sure there's no sex organ. There's one guy piping up in the back. Or anus! Like every single time. We don't want to do it in a sex organ. <laughs> yeah. Or anus! Yes, yes, Billy, we know. Not the anus. Or anus! <laughs> yeah, I guess you got to be really specific. You know, lest the anus be like, because then, you know, all of a sudden people will work their way around the system. They're like, they didn't say anus. <laughs> exactly. Well, my anus isn't a sex organ. It is to me, baby. Oh, no. Um, this, the, next, the next, so what do you think? Is it the fact that Florida is banning sex with animals and not realizing the fact that uh, a crafty lawyer can get his client off on the fact that human beings are indeed um, animals, is that a, a shocker or not? Uh, shocker I'm going to say that is a that's not a, a because uh, you know people don't think of humans as animals; they think of people as humans. And the the person who's creating this law is specifically believing that humans are above the beasts of the earth. You know, so he would say, "Oh well, yeah. I believes that the humans are the humans," kind of thing, just like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, man, it's true. Um, God, they, they clearly don't listen to uh, Wasp because he, they, they say it right there. I fuck like a beast. Yeah, clearly they don't listen to Wasp. Um, well said. Or they they don't oh, listen to Damon listen. either. Who I have to say. Ooh, are you talking about Damon from Miobi? <laughs> yeah, it's Damon from Miobi, who I have to uh, uh, commend you last week on our interview with uh, Josie Loren, which people can still hear uh, from last week's podcast, mm -hmm. uh, that you referred to him as the Damon. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he is a demon in my, uh, you know, like a demon, right? Kind of D a e m o n, like the, uh, like the golden compass. Yeah, I had a bit of contempt too when she made me repeat his name. I was like, Damon. Uh, yes. <laughs> very evil. All right, well, let's <laughs> not let's not wallow in last week's show. Let's continue this slop fest. Um, any more news, or can we move on? Yes. Yes. No. No. <laughs> right. No. We have more news. What, let me just do one more. This just shows you where we're at in the world of law enforcement. Okay. All right. So this one says, man tasered to death after running a stop sign. Oh, jeez. Where was the stop sign? Can you say excessive? Is that a bit excessive? I, I thought the whole point of tasers was that they were a non-lethal form of creating compliance 
You know, that is so relative because apparently this guy weighed 350 pounds and had a history of high blood pressure. And, you know, come on. You're shocking. You're putting volts of electricity through somebody's body. And if anything is designed to induce a heart attack, it's got to be that. Right. Well, okay. Well, tasered to death sounds like he was – there was – Repeatedly tased. Yeah, repeatedly or or done for longer than necessary. Like, you know, longer than I'm just doing it right now. As I think about this, because we've already, you know, found out that bath salts, and the funny thing is, I was down at, my parents came in on a cruise ship, and so we were down by Pier 39, we're on the wharf, and literally there was a whole um, store devoted to bath salts where they had buckets and buckets of all these bath salts out on display in different colors <laughs> Did you just, and whatnot. And, you and I was Jones? like, you... part of me was like, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that? I'm sorry. Were you starting to Jones? I was, I felt myself a little twitchy and my mom was like, why do you, why do you keep looking over at the bath salts? I'm like, do you know that people snort those? <laughs> the nerve. Oh my goodness! You have much better stores around you than uh, you do than we do down here. As I mentioned, my stores just keep closing, like the bookstore down the street. Did did I tell you the story of the bookstore down the street closing? No. Well, let me tell you about it. Audible.com is offering devoted What Do They Said podcast listeners a free audiobook download and a free 14-day trial of Audible.com, so you can check out their service. You know, Rob, my local bookstore down the street, it's a major, major bookstore chain, and it's been going out of business for like a month now. Okay. And I popped down there to get a radically reduced-priced copy of Tina Fey's new book, Bossy Pants, Mm -hmm. right? I went down there, and while they had a lot of good books, I actually ended up getting Star Island by uh, Carl Heisen. Uh, They did not have Tina Fey's book, and you know how that is when you have, like, your mind set on something? And you, you like you, you totally want to get it, and you feel like you've already got it, and then you get to the store and it's not there. Okay, I got you. So right there, uh, right from my iPhone, I logged on to Audible and I got Bossy Pants as an audio download. Yes. Uh, she reads it herself. It's uh, it's Tina Fey. Tina Fey reading Tina Fey's book uh, unabridged. Uh, they have it on Audible, and I'm loving it. And you can get it yourself for free. How? You can go to the web, visit www.audibletrial.com slash WDS. That's audibletrial.com slash WDS, like what do they said. That way they know you're coming from us and you get your special WDS offer. And then you can try them free for uh, 14 days, see if you like them, see how their system works. I, um, I got not only bossy pants. Uh, but I also downloaded Star Island because um, even though I have the actual hardcover, which I like, I read, you know, in my bed at night before I go to sleep. Um, I also like to listen to the book when I'm out walking the dog or when I'm driving. You know, but maybe I'm just weird that way. Are you? Try it out. www.audibletrial.com/wds. Go get Tina Fey's Bossy Pants. It's great. So let me ask you this though, you know, because you're a very well-read guy, clearly. Yeah, well-read, well-listened. Tina Fey's book. Um. When do you think that to kind of uh, you know just tie up the the tasing story? When do you think that tasing is going to become the new uh, you know club fad for kids? You know they're going to go to the clubs and they're going to find that they can get an an amazing buzz off of tasing one another to uh, you know electronic music. I'm sure it's already happened. I'm sure that there are college students sitting in dorm rooms in circles all across America tasing one another. Tase me, bro. I'm sure that's what people are saying to one another. <laughs> oh, man. 
So, uh, what, uh, what, what should we discuss next, Chase? I'm sorry. Uh, should we be introducing our guests? Should we be shaking <laughs> yeah. down? Should we be shaking down the uh, Andrew and Kate, the Andrew and Kate alike standing by the green door for their, oh, yeah. their wallets and their there. ID? Uh, yeah, yeah, enough, enough with them. I, I, I think there might be uh, something more going on with them. But uh, what I would like to do is say the following. I couldn't be more in need of our next guest right now, and I know that Rob's got a bit of... I can hear the tension in your voice, Rob. I know that you need a little soothing. Uh, I need more than soothing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll get it for you, because we have the the soothing, dulcet towns of our returning guest, our favorite relationship expert, Joy Nordenstrom, is joining us again this morning. Good morning, Joy. Good morning, Jason and Rob. Now, I always have a hard time remembering... uh yes i'm sorry go ahead rob no i'm sorry she's kind of like our dr drew only like way hotter <laughs> way hotter am i hotter than the weather girl rob <laughs> uh well let's like no I, i'm gonna say yes <laughs> <laughs> good answer good answer good answer so uh remind us again because i just can't follow how many different expertises you swim around in just what it is that makes you so fantastic other than your hotness <laughs> thank you um well i'm a relationship consultant um i also have been touted as an aphrodisiac expert and i'm a certified matchmaker and the founder of the joy of romance inc and that can be found where www.joyofromance.com well, we're sure to link that up on our blog. I'm glad you brought that up again because the thing that I'm interested in, we've talked several times now, and we've never really touched on this aphrodisiac thing. <laughs> yeah, what would you I like? find that I'm an aphrodisiac repellent. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? I, then you must be consuming a lot of asparagus. That would make women yeah. <laughs> run. Because I love me some asparagus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that true? I thought that was like an urban legend that asparagus makes the. Um, you know, makes the bad. It, it's an anti-aphrodisiac in my book because it actually has methyl ethylalanine in it. So you're producing this awful gas and it's released through all your pores, including your pee. So it's definitely anti-aphrodisiac. You, you know, Jason, that kind of sounds like this show. We produce an awful gas. <laughs> no. That's right. I know. And it comes out through I'm our pee. I'm Skyping it. <laughs> But okay, so let's say I was trying to get my mate uh, something to get her randy. Uh, now, are there th- are there aphrodisiacs? I mean, obviously there's, there's not love potions, but would I specifically order on the menu? Oh, let's get the uh, I don't know the anti asparagus, or do we have to go to an apothecary to pick out particular uh, juices and powders? How how does the aphrodisiac uh, trickster work, <laughs> or does it always have to be? you know, something that's mutually agreed upon. No, aphrodisiacs, um, I've categorized them into three different categories. So one comes even before any liquid or food hits your mouth. It's really about being fully present in the environment, engaging all five of your senses. So you start your endorphins flowing. So you've got, let's say, some wonderful, sexy music, um, Fred Astaire playing in the background. You've got the mood uh, lighting, some candles. Uh, You've got uh, whatever you're cooking on the stove um, wafting through through the air and then you touch her hand and 
brush your lips across your lips and endorphins start flowing. So it's really about you know having that transition into an experience and uh, breathing into that and being fully engaged. So that's category one. Category number two is what most people think of as aphrodisiacs, those things that will uh, hit your system within uh, almost immediately to about 30 minutes and create some kind of sexual arousal. Um, or And then the third category are just um, what you want to have in your system so that you'll be able to process the aphrodisiacs that are hitting your system. So just having a very well-balanced diet with all your um, nutrients, vitamins, minerals, and whatnot in your system ready to play because aphrodisiacs are uh, going to be doing what happens in your body naturally when you first fall in love. So you get this rush of um, dopamine, norepinephrine, phenylethylamine, uh, endorphins, adrenaline, and whatnot. So aphrodisiacs recreate that boost that you get when you first fall in love and you're just totally infatuated with somebody. Um, so the foods, the best one, as you were saying, brandy, uh, for women, uh, having a drink of alcohol uh, works differently than for men. You guys have enough testosterone in your system. Um, uh, but do we when, ever? Yeah, <laughs> but when we um, consume alcohol, both of us receive a big hit of dopamine. But on top of that, uh, women get testosterone into their system, so that starts them getting randy. And uh, I also want to always say, don't overdo it on the alcohol because that will be a downer. Um, just having one to possibly three glasses over the period of a night will keep you in kind of a good state, but not overdo it. So, Well, I don't know who this Randy fellow is, but he's going to be getting a lot of action. <laughs> you know, it's right. funny though. You had me actually at that first description, just describing the whole scene. Mm -hmm. I, I, I found myself completely, uh, well, for lack of a better word, turned on. Good. That gets your endorphins flowing. And then when you hit uh, some alcohol into your system on top of that with the dopamine, the cool thing is once you have endorphins in there and dopamine, they um, become slower to be absorbed by your system. So you actually have the effects going on longer. The other really um, instant effect um, comes from anything that's super spicy. Uh and I always thought it was funny. I was like, I, I know that that increases your endorphins, but I didn't think about it. But that's your body's natural morphine and painkillers. So you're inducing pain in your body. So you're getting more endorphins coming out. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and I have to tell you, I, I used to do a really fun event called Aphrodisiacs and Love Lessons from the Matchmaker. And I would go into certain restaurants and recreate their bar menu um, of drinks and appetizers around aphrodisiacs. And this one, it was the first time I was doing it, and I had one with mango puree, a little bit of sparkling water, vodka, and uh, around the outside edge was a sugar and cayenne pepper mixture. And I call I that up... breakfast. <laughs> that would be a good, good way to start a weekend uh, morning. But I went up to this group of women, and this woman was clearly... I think she was from Brazil. She had this super sexy accent. And I asked them, so what was your you know, favorite drink you've tried so far? And she goes, oh, this drink is so wonderful. It makes my lips so tingly. And I said, <laughs> oh, honey, are you single? And she's like, yes. And I said, well, then choose very wisely what gentleman you tell that to because he's going to be yours for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Stay away from Randy. <laughs> yeah. So with regards to aphrodisiacs, I know Jason hates when I begin my questioning with so. 
I do, but that's all right. <laughs> um, maybe there's an aphrodisiac to help me work through that. I know, maybe, right? Jason, like, can you send a list of aphrodisiacs that we should be taking when we do our next show? So that way we can test this experiment online in real time. <laughs> I didn't know you wanted aphrodisiacs to be with Jason. I don't think your wife will like that too much. <laughs> Yeah, I have a feeling that would be a very I, short podcast. It'd just be like, yeah, Rob, I, I, I got to go. <laughs> well, Is there Jason, a video going on? I don't know about Yeah, right? I know. We can, Jason and I can see each other. You just can't see us. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, I wanted to ask you about – I am curious if it's possible for a person to um, – be coached into falling in love with humanity again because I, I feel as if I've I've lost touch. I, I no longer view other human beings as romantic as interests uh, or even uh, interest of, at all. Is there anything you can do for me, Joy? Sorry, Bob. Uh, <laughs> does that include everybody or not you? You and not Jason. Okay. Well, uh, Joy, I can attest that he needs extreme help in this area right now. I can. <laughs> I I definitely can. I had one client last year. They had been married for 44 years, and they finally started hitting some significant bumps in the road, and I came in and worked on coaching and, and teaching them how to reconnect with one another, learn um, some patterns that they had developed, and uh, by the end of nine months, they looked like they were newlyweds. So anything is possible, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, just full disclosure. This has nothing to do with my relationship with uh, with with my wife Hallie. She, we get along fine. It's okay. my relationships with everybody else that's walking this earth right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. Rob, Rob's missing out on sort of the big love, not the personal love, Aww. not the romantic love, but he's he's kind of missing out on the kind of universal um, divine love that lets mm -hmm. you see the the good in other people. That's that's entirely lacking right now. Okay. Thank you, Jason, I, for condensing yes. my question into that, because that's exactly good. what we're talking about. Rob, yes, it's. <laughs> I'd say start by acting as if, um, mm. pretend. Um, they've done studies where people stick a pen in their mouth, forcing their mouth into a smile, and they start getting those good endorphins and uh, dopamine into their system just by acting as if. So. Uh, when you're walking down the street or you're interengaging with somebody, start looking at that person and find one little thing that you like about them, whether it's okay. a color they're wearing, whether it's the way the light's hitting their eyes, whether it's um, the baseball cap they're wearing, whatever it is, um, just concentrate in your inner dialogue on what you like and what you appreciate um, with that person in the moment. I had a, a friend who was meeting um, – one of our ex-presidents, and she really didn't like him. And she knew that she had to make a positive impact. She was going to be leading um, a speaking group with him. And so she found out that his brother had committed suicide. Well, her brother had committed suicide. So she was able to kind of wrap her mind around, oh, my goodness, we both went through something really challenging. And I have a heartfelt empathy for what he's gone through. And by doing that, she could look at the one thing that she really connected with him on and uh, felt, you know, empathy. So connecting with your empathy and connecting with something little that you like about a person, start small and act as if, and we can continue with other exercises, but I think that's a good beginning. 
Yeah, I like it. Okay, I, I I can do that. Act as if I, I try to live my my daily life like that. So it's it, now it's a question of just applying that to uh, other people I see on the street. The other thing is, I don't know if you realize, but every time you look at somebody, your mirror neurons sync up, your spindle cells connect. And if you are smiling and you're looking at them with the smiles in the corners of your eyes and the corners of your mouth and being very engaged, and even if you have to act as if to bring that out, um, they're going to see that, they're going to reflect it, and it's going to bring, if they don't have a smile on their face, it'll probably bring a smile to their face. It'll be reciprocal, and you'll be able to increase both their and yours internal body chemistry. Yeah, because then well, it, it comes right back to you, Rob. Then you get a smile back, and suddenly you're smiling, right? Mm-hmm. The, well, that don't, when you're smiling, <laughs> the whole world smiles with you. Dean Martin was right. Yeah, right. exactly. See, he needs <laughs> he to put on Frank Sinatra as an aphrodisiac. You need to put on Dean Martin. Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, you know, that is good advice because honestly, you know, that wasn't just a throwaway sort of, you know, let's be funny question. I just find that it's been increasingly more difficult for me to, you know, to do those simple things just to see the good because the guard is up because, you know, you you kind of go through life and, you, you know, you want to have that sort of feeling, that engagement and, you know, so many people are just kind of in their own world, rightfully so. And uh, I want it to be one world. And uh, ideally, I want it to be my world. Okay. okay. Revolve around to Rob. I got that. We can have a day of the week revolve around yeah, Rob. I think it should be. Yeah, exactly. Sunday, Tuesday, Rob Day. Yeah. <laughs> but enough about me. Jason, I'm sure you must have some things you'd like to discuss with Joy. I do. Well, I know we're, we're, we're running low on time here, but I do have two questions that I want to lob out uh, to Joy so I can continue until the next time we talk. One is that I don't drink alcohol. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's it, while it's fine for me to pour the scotch for my lady friend, um, what do I do to get uh, charged up? Or is that just not a problem for men because I just get charged up looking at a woman? No, I, I actually just found um, a new um, aphrodisiac kind of simple syrup uh, concoction and it's called porch crawler and you can do it in a non-alcoholic form Um, so a half of like a really spicy chili like a sierno um, chili uh, about five leaves of mint um, a half of a lemon and um, about five cherries you can get them either frozen or fresh mash that all up, um, put a little bit of sparkling water in it, and uh, it's, a, it's a good way to, to get your libido going with that spicy, sweet mixture. Ooh, I like that, Jason. I do, too. I wonder if I can order that, though, when I'm at Friday's. <laughs> you have to teach him. <laughs> Come with a little 3 by 5 card that's laminated, like, make this, and then give it back to me. <laughs> okay. Perhaps the that other is... reason I'm not getting uh, getting juiced up is that I'm taking my dates to Friday's. Friday's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, do do me a favor, baby. Could you order from this side of the menu? They got the, the specials going on here. Yeah, I'm gonna get the bloom and onion and a chocolate shake. <laughs> you must have no, yeah. cooler, funner restaurants in your area. I know L.A. is steaming with oh, yes. hot places. Okay, so then my other question is: I met a girl at a party, and we hit it off fantastically. And I was like, "Wow, she's wonderful. We're, we're gonna." We're going to live happily ever after, but she doesn't live in Los Angeles. She's actually lives out of town. So mm-hmm. we've been communicating, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I just wonder if you have any advice for those who are involved in the long distance 
uh, relationship. What uh, what hints you might have to keep the the juice flowing where physical touch isn't an option. Well, with Skype, all things are possible. We were so, just talking about <laughs> Skype last night. That's so funny you said that. She and I were both like, well, really? That seems a little weird. Why would anyone do that? Uh. I would say uh, women like stories uh, more than like straight up porn. So both get a violet blue uh, erotica book for couples and start scanning through and finding some good stories that you'd like to share and take turns reading it to one another over a Skype call. That's pretty darn hot. Um, what if you also- read it in a faux French accent? Oh, Ooh, oui. yeah. My dear. <laughs> That's a good one. Also, just keeping, you know, connected via just short text messages, uh, IMing, just so that they know you're thinking about them. I think you need to reach out a little bit more when somebody's that far away um, and just stay connected and then plan for the trips. You don't know if you're going to be seeing her every like once a month or once every six weeks or what schedule and money and time permit, but plan those trips. And when you have that time with one another, make sure that you can just check out of work mode and be fully present with them and do some really killer things that are memorable, you know, thinking outside the box and building that foundation of really fun times together. The other slight downfall though, is you're going to get in that vacation mode when you see her. So is there any hope that she might move or you might move? Uh, there's probably more of a hope that I will move. Not that I don't love Los mm-hmm. Angeles, but I'm, I would go, I, I'm more along the lines of, Hey, I think uh, I could, uh, pack up everything and move to see her because my I, I have a temporary job i mean not a temporary job mm-hmm. but i have a transitory job i can do my voiceovers from anywhere awesome yeah well that's great so we take some time get to know her you know go through as many cycles and learn things and go into different environments so you're really learning a lot and ask really probing questions that you're finding out a lot i think long distance allows you to do that kind of have a slower buildup where you're getting a good foundation of learning about the person as long as you're getting creative, asking interesting questions and continuing to be engaged. And no asparagus. You know, I think it's no asparagus. No, I think it's interesting. You said something about, you know, you go into that vacation mode and as Jason and I have learned from watching the bachelor, which is entirely vacation mode. That show is that the relationships don't seem to work out because the whole, you know, meeting and the precipice of the relationship is built on the fact that they're living in this glorious mansion and they're, you know, going off rappelling down waterfalls and, uh, you know, off to exotic locations for, for dream dates. And that's just not life. Mm-hmm. Also, it's when you first fall in love with somebody, you're in what's called the attraction phase. And that can last from a couple of months to up to four years, depending on the circumstances. And when you move from the attraction phase, I think we talked about this before, into the attachment phase, you go into the comfort zone of love. And that's like the daily life and meant to be together for the long run. So our bodies aren't meant to run on that much adrenaline and good body drugs mm-hmm. for the long run. That's why aphrodisiacs come into play later on. Um, but just being able to understand there's a transition where we need to be able to find joy in the daily life. So, you know, the going grocery shopping together, the cooking together, the, you know, making making time to enjoy just things that we need to do, like the laundry. I mean, like, you can find ways to make those things fun. Watching I think Jason and I are still in the attraction phase. 
Yeah, I think so too. And what well, it's been That's twenty some odd years now. Well, I, I still get a rush of, uh, of of dopamine every time I your your phone pop your number pops up on my phone. Oh, Ooh, baby! Gee, that's exciting. Well, and that's not the asparagus talking. <laughs> and on that note, Joy, thanks again for your exciting, uh, titillating, thrilling, arousing insight. <laughs> my pleasure, Jason and Rob. <laughs> yeah, no, thank with- thanks so much, and we always look forward to having you on because uh, you bring a little bit of, uh, you know, much needed science to this show, I think. <laughs> I like it's kind of like that. Science Fridays, Jace. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Right after Rob Day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, good. Well, thanks again for having me on. I look forward to the next time. Great. Thank you, Joy. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, bye, Joy. Oh, it's always so sad when she leaves, Jason. She is. I know. Definitely a breath of fresh air. Yeah, absolutely. And I, everybody should check her out on her website, Joy of Romance, uh, because she does have a lot of it. We really check her out. She is very, very hot. She's just, you know. Yeah, you keep saying that. I've never met Joy in person, so I, I just have to I've, go. I've met Joy in person. Yes, but I have not. That's what I'm saying. It's all about me, Rob. Me. I haven't met we'll, Joy. Me. We'll, we, will, we will send her down to you. Viva! Speaking of bum rushing, what did you think of the final episode of The Amazing Race? It was no bum run, that's for sure. Right. I was happy. I, I was very happy. With the, the, the people that were left, um, I would, okay, I, I'd been, resolved myself to be okay with whoever won. I was rooting for the Globetrotters, still. Yeah. yeah. But I was very happy that the sisters won. Yeah, and they seemed genuinely happy. I was, uh, they, I, I like Jen. Uh, I don't know much about Keisha, but I like Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, they seemed really happy, and the, the the joy of them running across the finish line and 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 exulting their happiness was was good to see, and they really yeah. seemed to deserve it. You know what else I liked too? There was that moment when the the globe trotters kind of realized that they weren't going to be able to catch him. Yeah, on the and break. yeah, and they just kind of said like, "We're not going to be able to catch him. Let's just enjoy the ride." And it was it was like is endemic the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Of of the way they played the whole game. Right, yeah. Yeah. It you was know, very uh they Yes, they were they were they were oh, great players. I think they really represented the Globetrotter community well <laughs> and uh and I yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed they went out with class just like they played the whole game. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, 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 I also liked uh, how, I forget, Flight Time or Big Easy, I guess Flight Time, uh-huh. uh, when he was being waxed, he was still hitting on the waxer. Yeah. Favorite <laughs> kiss at the end. I thought that was neat. Oh, man. The one guy was like, the, was it, and I felt bad for them, Zev and Justin. I mean, those guys were hairy. And believe me, like I've definitely got you know, some hair on my body. So that would not be a good one for me either. But I think they truly wanted to like throttle the, the waxers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the, of all the places they could wax, why would they do the hairy chests? I mean, I think that was clearly producer intervention to rip off the, to get this sort of 40 year old virgin yeah. moment of tearing off their. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course that's where everybody's mind goes to, you know, cause they, they're actually were saying, you know, Kelly Clarkson. Right. Yeah. I am yeah. going to punch you in the mouth. You know, it was like the, the exact lines. So 
Again, people, come on. It's your own life. You can live your own life and, and comment on it how you see fit. You don't have to piggyback on movies that you've seen. So I think I'm done. I think that was a satisfying ending for me to be watching The Amazing Race ever again. I don't think I need to watch are you, it. Are you, yeah, I was going to ask. Are you ever going to watch the show again? Do you have to watch it again? Do you feel like you must? You're compelled? I don't feel compelled. And what I like about the reality TV shows, the game shows, is that they're just kind of something that I can put on and not pay attention to and just be sort of mindless about it. Uh, but now that we talk about it every week, it does feel like homework. <laughs> and I'm not really enjoying yeah, doesn't it, it as much as I used to. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, don't, I may not. I may skip both Amazing Race next time around and the next show we're going to talk about. Ah, uh, yes. Well, you know. I, I'm pretty sure. I may tune into The Amazing Race, actually, because it, it, I still find it enjoyable. But the Survivor, for the, probably for the past three or four seasons, has really not been up to snuff for me. Yeah, I agree. Although Jeff has never been better at uh, his comments during the challenges yeah natalie might as well go sit down <laughs> yeah i love it he's getting like so he, he really adds an extra element of stress to the challenges now which i really enjoy yeah yeah well you know what though i uh i'm gonna not have a, an original thought here which i know you you strive for at all times but i, I want original content I read the re. I'm a big fan of recaps, as you know by my uh, uh, writing the recap for Make It or Break It every week on the WhatDoVeySaid dot com mm -hmm. blog, um, but uh, which you are now helping out with immensely. I love the. Uh, <laughs> I love how you just add funny things in the, in the uh, recaps now, especially uh, <laughs> what <laughs> all that stuff about validating parking was very funny this week. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> so, I read the uh, recap on Entertainment Weekly for Survivor every week. And the guy who writes the recap has is a huge Survivor fan. His name's Dalton Ross. And I recommend anybody mm -hmm. checking out the recap afterwards. But he made a good point in saying that um, Redemption Island kind of sucks now because Matt is still there, but Mike keeps winning. So it, 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 ah. doesn't, it doesn't really seem like that big of a victory if Matt comes back because Matt hasn't been winning over and over and over again. He just hasn't been losing. Mm, yes, I can see that. That it does kind of uh, take a little bit of the rationale to, you know, consider him the most, you know, up, what uh, the most uh, deserving winner, aside from Rob, if he's kind of fading at the end when you know he should be continuing to conquer. Yeah, I still think that Ashley's going to win, and I've been you saying, do, huh? Interesting. Yeah. Because what's going to happen is it's going to be Rob, Philip, and Ashley in the final three. That's what I think is going to happen. And then the you think she's going to enter the game? Ashley's still in the game. She's she's she won immunity last night. Oh, that's right. God, man, what show is? You know what? I was so distracted by, and I know you caught this. Did you see? There's this shot they lingered on of Natalie kind of like yeah, I know exactly buns what you're up talking kneeling about. <laughs> yes after they had the the reward and they ate all the food but Hallie just looked at me and she was like oh my god I know exactly what you guys are going to be talking about on the show well you know what I was thinking actually is and I didn't want to mention it but when Joy was saying find the one thing about a person that you find <laughs> likable <laughs> I was like I know exactly what Rob finds likable <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and then i got busted again because 
You know, usually after we finish the show, we delete them right away off off the DVR. Oh no! <laughs> and I kind of like just kind of like skip that part, you know, like process. And so, what else? What else should we watch? <laughs> to keep it on, to keep it on the DVR yes, list. You yes, know? So yes, like, I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, busted, busted all over the place. That's hysterical. You are, you are not getting any better than you were in uh, in high school <laughs> about being subtle. No, about I used to be going to a prom. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, yes, I would think. Would you go to the prom with me, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. We can go wear our tux. We can be like uh, Tony and Kim wearing our tuxes. Eh, whatever. I don't know if either Tony or Kim are listening to this. Um, okay, so Ned. That's what I believe is going to happen. That's going to be no one's going to give it to Philip because everyone hates Philip. No one's going to give it to Rob because they're all spiteful against Rob. And it, just by default, it's uh-huh. going to be Ashley because Natalie's going to be kicked off, or unless Natalie's there at the end. But I love me the Ashley. Natalie is definitely there in the end. Let me tell you that much. Okay, what are we? We're running out of time here. <laughs> uh, let's touch on Make It or Break It, shall we? Yeah, yeah, I love Make It or Break It. Alright, so let's go John Make It or Break It. Uh, I thought this week's episode was kind of um, was kind of like a, a slid down like a like a like a White Castle hot hamburger. There wasn't really much to it. I, you didn't I found it more to be like a sorbet or a sherbet. Okay. It's kind of the same. Like a thing. palate cleanser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little palate cleanser. But uh, there was abs- even though Chelsea Hobbs' name was in the opening credits, not a a, a, a look at her at all and the way that it was written kind of like was Emily gone and Emily's really gone and they talked about her um, you know the way they talked about her it just feels like she's gone yeah. for good and, and then Damon just up and left too yeah and he got socked in the stomach yeah you know what's, and maybe you would know more about this kind of stuff than I would but Josie mentioned in her interview that they're only allowed to do like three what is it? Three guest spots in other shows yeah, during, you know, as part of their contract? Yes, during their hiatus. Exactly. Okay. So I, and I'm wondering because, you know, the men kind of float in and out in episodes. If they're maybe bound by that same contractual thing, you know, like, are, are they, do they appear as guests in the show? Or is it just that they're writing storylines that don't involve the men and so that the men aren't in it? You know what I mean? Uh, like, can they only use Austin Tucker three times? Right. No, I believe I don't think that would be the case. I think they're probably what's called recurring uh, characters mm-hmm. on the show, as opposed to series regulars. I would guess that the series okay. regulars have their contract and that they are only allowed to do three guests because otherwise, then they're saturated. Right? You can't yeah. get you can't watch Make It or Break It and believe that Josie Loren is Kaylee Cruz if uh, you keep seeing her as you know, a Vulcan on the new Star Trek show. It's like that, that doesn't work out. So they, they want to gotcha. maintain the, um, you know, the branding of the character. But I, I would think that, okay, okay. you know, I think Max or uh, 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 any of the other guys are just recurring characters or some of them might even be guest stars. Like I think, um, you know, Darby was probably just a guest star. She was just there for three episodes and out, you know, so she can do whatever she wants. Gotcha. Now. Gotcha. You know, I did notice, though, not having um, Chelsea and the character of Emily, it, there is a big void Well, not having that, that character there. And, and she's a fine actress. I really I, I enjoyed her acting. Um, and, and so it, it just it, it, it's weird. It took a little kind of getting used to. 
and then not knowing if that was the last we were going to see of her, or if that you know, if that that loose end was in fact tied up when she, you know, left on the bus. Yeah, I don't know. I think that she, because she was really the anchor, she's kind of like in any great story. You need, if you do something fantastical, you need to have the anchoring character who guides you through the craziness all around you. You need a Luke Skywalker. You mm -hmm. need a Marty McFly. You need a, a Charlie Bucket, right? You need these people who yeah. are the, the person you identify with who takes you through this fantastical world. And the way the show started was Emily was that person. She was the one who showed up into this rich, elite gym uh, who's on a scholarship and has to get a job and is sort of the every woman. And now that she's gone, everybody drives Hummers and and lives in big mansions and are spoiled and has a bunch of money. And who, who, who's, mm -hmm. who's the person that I hang out with at the end of the show? Emily's not there anymore. Good point. Good point. I, and I'm really having a hard time figuring out um, Lauren's character. Yeah. Because she's all over the map. And I and okay, just to, for the the listeners out there that are probably curious, I did watch Gossip Girl this week. I did return <laughs> to the to the fold. Oh, you are such an however addict. begrudgingly. Yes. And they have an evil character on that show, uh, Chuck Bass. Okay. Played by Ed Westwick, plays a great evil character, and Chuck Bass is so over the top evil. Everything he does is like scheming, and but. Then there's these moments where he's able to kind of like you feel for him, you know, it's just like he, he would love to be good. It's just not in his DNA sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, a heart of gold, right. But with Lauren, it's like she's so schizophrenic in that one minute she's like, you know, arms around Payson and, you know, there for Kaylee and, you know, buddy buddy and does something kind of really sweet. And within the span of like, a second, she's like just completely evil and off the rail. Like more, way more evil. Her character to me is way more evil than who's meant to be the evilest character, which is Kelly Parker. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and there's nothing trustworthy about Lauren either. Like everything, she, I don't trust anything she does because everything seems to be designed to get her back on her evil path. So even when she's pouting and feeling sad and saying, Summer, be my mommy, I don't feel anything for her because I just feel like she's doing it to manipulate and get some nefarious deed done at the end. You know, I, I agree. And I was half awaiting her when there was a scene where she's talking with Summer and she's like, you know, we be my mommy. And I was like waiting. And Summer's like, well, sure. I'd love to be your mommy. And I was waiting for her to go, good, because I went and got all the paperwork. Just sign here. Yeah. You know, I was waiting for that, like, to happen. You know, like, it's just that easy. Just sign right here. Yeah, I agree. Interesting. Interesting to see. But we're out of time. So we'll find out more later about what happens with Make It or Break It. Um, don't mean to cut you off, but we have ha we did get a late start, and we've got to get this going. What do you uh, have going on this weekend? This weekend is, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of I'm 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 raining it back in. I'm going to take a little uh, break from music and seeing shows because I'm going to go see a show at Bimbo's on Saturday with some friends. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that bakery. Yeah, going Bimbo's to go see bakery. music. There you go. All right, sounds good. All right, bye, Rob. <laughs> What are you doing, Jace? Oh, me? Uh, there's a, a friend of mine is coming into town this weekend. i uh, be picking her up at the airport tomorrow. Uh, she's actually come wow. to visit um, another friend of hers is having a birthday. So I don't know how much time we're going to get to 
spend together, but I'm kind of leaving my uh, my schedule open so that I can um, so that I can be available at whenever time she's ready to hang out. So I've got that gotcha, going on. Gotcha. Yeah, I have um, a uh, I have auditions for this play I'm directing, this new play I'm directing. Um, which are happening on Monday night, uh, Sunday and Monday, but I think I'm only going to go there on Monday night. And then I'm uh, helping teach, uh, doing a little one-on-one teaching, a little acting teaching uh, Saturday during oh, the day. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go. did think of something else I am doing this weekend. It's the beginning of the me. Yankee Red Sox series. And I always, I, I'm a big Yankees fan, so I look forward to just sitting, sitting in my bedroom, wrapped up in my... Yankee blanket with my Yankee hat on and rooting the Yanks to victory over the evil, evil empire of Boston. Great. Can't wait. What about you, listeners? Have I split our East Coast listenership? (laughs) What about you, listeners? What are you doing? Let us know. What do they say to gmail.com? Because your emails mean so much. And uh, Facebook, search for What Do They Said. Like us. Give us a phone call. Four one five nine three seven five. We're dropping the ball. See, sloppy. Good work though, Rob. I feel like we really knocked it out of the ballpark this week. Try to get those Royals out of your house. And um... man, these Royals are really like taking over. They got their shoes up on the couch. Well, why are you try talking to them like Dick Van Dyke and Barry Poppins? I want to check their teeth. That's how you know a Royal. All right, well, you do that. I'll do this. You do what you're doing, listeners, and we will see you all next week. Blimey! Oh, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. Mary makes your heart so light. You haven't changed a bit, have you? When the day is gray and ordinary, Mary makes the sun shine.